0: Of John chapter 3 he who has the bride is the bridegroom but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice therefore this joy of mine is fulfilled amen preaching this series for the month of December. Jesus is as we celebrate the season of Advent and I on Wednesday night I encouraged everyone to begin reading the Gospel of Luke. If you read the 24 chapters in the Gospel of Luke and if you began reading on December 1st by Christmas Eve you will have read the entirety of the Gospel of Luke. You can still play catch up, amen? So everybody's spiritual assignment is to read the Gospel of Luke during the month of December. The series I'm preaching, Jesus Is, during this season of Advent, I wanna reiterate, remind us and cause us to be even more grounded in Jesus during this season of Advent. Don't let the world tell you how to celebrate Christmas. The season of Advent is all about Jesus. It's not about Amazon. It's not about Michael Kors. Not about red bottoms, not about purple label, but it is all about Jesus. Today I want to preach, as the Holy Spirit shall give me help, Jesus is joy. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, your words in my mouth. Amen. Among many things, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, is all encompassing in His sufficiency. Whatever we need, we can find it in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our all-sufficient Savior and Lord. If we need peace, we can find it in Jesus. If we need hope, we can find it in Jesus. If we need grace... We can find it in Jesus. If we need unconditional love, we can find it in Jesus. If we need faith, we can find it in Jesus. If we need a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, we can find it in Jesus. If we need encouragement in the midst of dark, difficult days, we can find it in Jesus. If we need direction and guidance for our lives, we can find it in Jesus. Jesus is our all-encompassing, all-sufficient Savior and Lord. Whatever you need, you can find what you need in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You may not be able to find it in your boo or your babe, but you can find it in Jesus you may not be able to find it in what you buy. But you can find it in Jesus. You may not be able to find it in your favorite team that is up and down. But you can find it in Jesus. You may not be able to find it in any other hobby or extracurricular pursuit, but you can find what you need in a relationship with Jesus Christ. According to this New Testament text, we encounter John the Baptist, the distant cousin of Jesus Christ, experiencing joy because of his relationship with Jesus Christ. John's experience of joy because of his relationship with Jesus is significant and noteworthy because of what is taking place in the backdrop of this New Testament narrative. As John's popularity is decreasing and waning, Jesus' popularity is growing and increasing. Once upon a time, John the Baptist, according to Matthew chapter 3, was the new popular preacher in Judea. Everybody came to hear John as he preached the gospel of repentance. But now that his distant cousin has emerged on the scene as the Lamb of God, John's crowd is growing smaller and decreasing. But as John's crowd is growing smaller and decreasing, John still has joy because of his relationship with Jesus Christ. According to the text, John's disciples and the disciples of Jesus are engaged in a conflict Minor concerning the issue of baptism. While baptism is the surface issue, the real issue is that John's disciples are in their feelings because his crowd is growing smaller and Jesus's crowd is growing larger. While his followers are taking issue with Jesus, John himself is celebrating and rejoicing about what God is doing through the ministry of Jesus Christ. Despite shrinking numbers and less popularity, John the Baptist has joy because of his relationship with Jesus. And church... As we come to Watch Chapel on this first Sunday in December, regardless of what is taking place in your life, you and I can still have joy because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. John's popularity is not what it used to be, but John still has joy. John's numbers are not what they used to be, but John still has joy. And regardless of what is or is not taking place in your life, you and I can still have joy because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. This is a hard pill for some of us to swallow because some of us on this Sunday morning have never comprehended or digested what it means to have joy because in too many cases we confuse being happy with having joy. Let me bless somebody on this Sunday morning. God is not anti-happiness, but it is more important to have the joy that Jesus gives instead of happiness that is temporary and transitory. Can I preach this on this Sunday morning? Those of us who have lived for more than a few years know the difference between being happy and having joy. Happiness depends on what happens But joy emerges because of a sure enough deep relationship with Jesus Christ. And don't ever get confused between being happy and having joy. It's good to be happy and have joy. But if I got to choose, the trump card is having joy. Don't ever seek just to be happy in life. As believers, we ought to have something deeper, something stronger, something more foundational that ain't about being happy based on what happens and what does not happen. You ought to have the joy that Jesus gives because of a sure enough relationship with Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. Can I preach in here on this Sunday morning? How many of us have ever been happy in life but something happened or something didn't happen and then you lost your happiness but then you met Jesus and started praying stuck through circumstances developed a stronger relationship with him and you thank God for happy days but you thank God sure enough for the joy that Jesus gives. If I don't get this I ain't happy. If he don't look at me the same, I ain't happy. If she don't respond to me the same, I ain't happy. If they act like they didn't get my request for what I wanted on December 25th, I ain't happy. If my team don't win today, I ain't happy. If it ain't warm outside, none of us can control that. But you and I can control developing a relationship with a Jesus that'll give you joy. You can't control whether your team wins, but you can pray. You can't control the weather outside, but you can worship. You can't control how people respond to you or what folk think about you, but you can control how close you get to Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. John says, my joy is complete. And his joy is complete regardless of a church that ain't growing in the right direction. Followers that used to be upon thousands, but now are in the 100s. Money ain't right, but John still has joy. Preacher, how do you cultivate joy in spite of what ain't happening or what is happening that you don't want to happen? John has joy because John is appreciative of his assignment. John's assignment is not to be the groom, but John's assignment is to be the best man. Come on, talk to me. And as the groom, he would be the best supporting actor. It's the bride's day. Y'all ain't talking to me. It ain't your day, brothers. It's her day. At best, you are the best supporting actor. She is. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I'm trying to help somebody. Amen. But as the best man, the friend of the groom, you are doing the stuff. Nobody wants to do. You the best man. You carrying folk to and from the airport. You the best man. You putting bags and gifts in the SUV. You the best man. You are doing the menial grunt work That nobody else wants to do. And John the Baptist knows he is not the bride. He knows he is not the groom. But John the Baptist knows that he is the best man making it easy and preparing the way for Jesus Christ. And regardless of his assignment, John is appreciative of his assignment. Can I bless somebody in here on this Sunday morning? If God uses you in any way, shape, or form, you and I ought to be appreciative for our assignment. Yeah. Whether you sing solo, lead, or not, if God has you on his program, you ought to be appreciative for God using you. Yeah. If God has given you a voice to sing, you ought to be appreciative if God has given you gifts to use, you ought to be appreciative, if God has given you talents to use, you ought to be appreciative, if God has given you a testimony to bless somebody, you ought to be appreciative, if you can walk and usher, you ought to be appreciative, if you can use your gifts, your talents, your abilities to be a blessing to somebody, whether in church or beyond the church, you ought to be appreciative for your assignment, In this culture, can I preach this? Everybody wants to be a star. But at the end of the day, God ain't looking for stars. God is looking for servants. Because if you serve, God says you become great in my sight. You want to be famous? You want to stunt? You want to floss? No, be a servant. Because at the end of the day, when the smoke clears and the dust settles, God will bless the servants, not the stars. John the Baptist is appreciative of his assignment. He has joy because he's appreciative of how God is using him. Not only is he appreciative of his assignment, John the Baptist has joy because he is grateful for what God has given. John says, any man who has something has it because God has given it to him. So God has used me to prepare the way for Jesus. And the crowd that God gave me came from God, not me. So if I got five folk, I'm grateful for the five people that God has given me to preach to. Can I preach in here on this Sunday morning? And this sermon is all about cultivating and developing joy. You develop joy when you have an appreciation for your assignment, but you get joy when you are grateful for whatever God has given you. Now, these two points are close, but they are distinctive because anything we have comes from God. Come here, James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Whatever gift you have, whatever blessing you have has not come because you and I are self-made. Whatever gifts, whatever talents, whatever crowd, whatever platform, whatever fame, whatever popularity, whatever blessings we have come from the open hand of Almighty God. And if God gives you something, you ought to be grateful for whatever God gives you. Can I preach this in here? Uh, Yesterday morning, Reverend Robinson, uh, me and some friends of mine were engaging in our Fighting Trim Fellowship 5K. And as we walked, amen, one of our brothers, Harry O, looked down to the right and found a $10 bill. Amen, somebody. $10 ain't going too far in 2021. But this brother was grateful, thankful, thankful. And appreciative. I said, Harry, oh, I know you got more than 10 in your billfold. He said, man, this is a $10 I didn't have when I woke up this morning. So I'm going to praise God and be grateful for the $10 I found. I wasn't even expecting it, wasn't looking for it, but thanks be to God that God gave it to me. I found it, but God gave it to me. And if God gives you something, You ought to be grateful for whatever God He got joy because he's appreciative of His assignment. He has joy because he is grateful for what God has given. He has joy because circumstances have not changed his confidence. Circumstances have not changed his confidence. This is the same John a few months ago who was the popular preacher, but now he is no longer the popular preacher. A preacher who's his distant cousin has transcended his popularity, but John still has joy. John ain't doing as many revivals as he used to do, but John still has joy. John is not the talk of the town anymore, but John still has joy. John is not getting the same invites he used to get, but John still has joy. John doesn't make the same, let me make it plain to everybody in here. John doesn't make the same money he used to make 10 years ago, but he still got joy. John's family members have passed from labor to reward, but he still got joy. John's arthritis is acted up, but he still got joy. John got more gray in his hair, but he still got joy. John's family don't reach out to him the way they used to, but he still has joy. John knows that his days are getting shorter, but he still has joy. John's circumstances have changed, but he still has confidence in the God who called him. And let me bless somebody on this Sunday morning. Regardless of how your circumstances have changed, don't let your circumstances change your confidence in Almighty God. God is still good. God is still making ways. God is still opening doors. God still woke you up this morning. God is still healing bodies. God is still answering prayers. God may not have done everything you thought God was going to do, but I dare you to look at what God has done. I can see, I can touch, I can taste, I can walk, I can talk. I tied my own shoes, combed my own hair, brushed my own teeth, put my own clothes on. I said, God is still good. And because God is still good, i got confidence that God is still making ways, still opening doors, still healing bodies, still blessing, still working miracles, still making ways. help somebody now somebody somebody real can comprehend this as you as you develop more experiences in life let me make it plain as you grow older you get to know God differently some stuff <laughs> you pray on some stuff at 50 you ain't pray at thirty. You praying some stuff at fifty-two. You ain't praying at twenty-two. You you praying some prayers at seventy. You weren't praying when you were forty. Can I? Can, can, am I? Am I talking good to somebody? And you learning more about God. Right. Yeah. Circumstances change. Your circumstances change. But your confidence in God ought to grow stronger. I'm dealing with this. Hmm. I gotta go to the doctor and deal with this. But the same God who was God when you were 40 is still good when you're 60. Come on now. Same God who was good when you were 20 is still good when you're 70. You just have learned more about God. We've learned about God differently. Our circumstances have changed, but God hadn't changed. There may be somebody on this Lord's Day morning. You're not saved. We want to offer Christ to you, my sister, my brother. You're not saved. You've yet to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. You've heard people talk about joy. Jesus is the source of joy. Stuff can make you happy. Only Jesus can give you joy.